everybody. Welcome to the Basis Points Podcast. I'm Kevin Flanagan, Head of Fixed Income Strategy at Wisdom Tree Asset Management. You know, we just came out of the month of March, and usually when you see somebody talking about it, right, what's the old saying? It's whether it came and went as a, as a lion or a, or a lamb. But unfortunately, with the banking turmoil we got in the headlines last month, obviously a whole new dynamic was at play in 2023. And with it, the treasury market experienced some unusual trading activity. You know, we, we've recently blogged, we've we've talked about it on our podcast about the elevated volatility quotient in treasuries and how we expect that to continue. But this week, I wanted to just provide some perspective on just what some of the key yields in the treasury arena did during the month of March. And, you know, I couldn't help but think after looking at developments through the lens of this graph, all you could think about were roller coasters, right? Remember at Six Flags? And specifically, what we're going to focus on here is is that two, five, and 10-year note in Treasury land. And the choppy landscape we saw, and I've been highlighting on display through January, but you got a sense that a trading range of some sort was still operative, right? And then following the Fed's February FOMC meeting, that seesaw type of pattern for yields started to move in an upward trajectory as well. And it reached the peak following Chairman Powell's hawkish semi-annual monetary policy testimony in early March. And just once again, to give you some perspective, in the intermediate to longer dated sectors of the curve, the five and the 10-year yield rose about 80 and 65 basis points respectively. And remember, that also coincided with economic and inflation data surprises, and that had investors reevaluating their rate outlooks. But it's the front end of the curve where even more visible yield movements have occurred. The two-year Treasury yield surged by 70 basis points in February, then tacked on another post-PAL increase of 25. So just under 100 basis points in total, reaching a peak level of 5.07% on March 8th. And since that, you know, what we were looking at at that time was the first time the two-year had eclipsed the 5% threshold since 2007. And it obviously reflected the possibility the Fed could raise rates more than anticipated. And that was underscored, right? The implied probability for Fed funds reached almost 5.7% for the expectation for September. And now we all know what happened next. That recent bout of banking turmoil turned the Treasury market upside down and created that roller coaster trading pattern that I just mentioned. And all of a sudden, daily movements in the two-year of 20, 30, or 40 basis points in yield were being observed. And of course, the Fed outlook shifted dramatically as well. Multiple rate cuts now being priced in beginning potentially this summer. You know, in fact, if you go back uh, to March 24th, not too long ago, the Fed front's rate was implied to come in at roughly 375 for January of 2024. That was a 170 basis point reversal from earlier in the month of March. So obviously, the two-year yield followed suit and plunged at one point to 355 on an intraday basis. Think about that. That's an incredible decline of more than 150 basis points before from what we were talking about that high in an instrument that's typically viewed as being less volatile due to its shorter duration profile. So that was then. Where What lies ahead? And, you know, to me, it's a great question to ask. And one thing that does seem probable, as I mentioned, is that the volatility quotient is going to remain elevated. However, if the headlines surrounding the banking woes simmer down, 
yield movements like we've saw in March probably are not going to be going to those kind of extreme levels. And, and, you know, we talked about recently the Fed's lending facilities, and the good news there is that the total usage amount for the week ending March 30th, that's the latest numbers we have, actually declined by $189 billion. So hopefully the Treasury market can get back to focusing solely on the fundamentals, such as the jobs and inflation reports. And, of course, the ever-prominent will they or won't they when it comes to the May Fed meeting. So I'm going to leave it there. I hope everybody has a great rest of the week and be well.